Hi, Internet. This is Editing Muhammad coming to you at midnight. I have spent hours trying to consolidate this episode. It was nearly 50 minutes of me just talking about peels. And I'm listening to this and I'm like, this is exhausting to edit. And it's also exhausting to listen to. I'm going to do both of us a favor and break this up into two episodes. This week's episode is going to be about the Jesner peel that I had in a Medi Spa. And then the follow-up episode is going to be about at-home AHA products that I rate and I think you might be into. I just had to give you that forewarning because this is a one-sided conversation. It's a good conversation. Don't get it confused. But if it's just me, I think it's it's a disservice to try to drag it out for more than half an hour. It's it's too much. It's too much. Anyways, as always, I'm, I'm rambling. So I'm, I'm done here. On to the episode. Welcome back to another episode of What the Hall. I'm your host, Mohammed, and on this podcast, we do two things. In the first half, we're going to discuss what's on my mind, and in the second half, we're going to discuss what's on my face. So this week's episode is going to be centered around my Jesner peel that I had at the beginning of March, and I have some products that I think would be useful if you wanted to introduce some acids or peeling products for at-home use. I have to say off the bat, technical issues. I've recorded this episode and I ran out of memory. So I'm recording this again and I have my notes, but you know, I executed that last session so well, it came out sounding perfectly. Possibly the washer might have been in the background, but otherwise it was a really good recording. And so hopefully this time around, we don't have any technical issues. That's always the way. There's always something that that stumbles or something that goes wrong. First, how are you? I hope you're doing well. I hope you're doing great. If you're here just for the skincare conversation on YouTube, there's going to be a timestamp and you can jump ahead. Otherwise, here's what's on my mind. Uh, So this week, I wanted to talk a little bit about some fashion content. I recently uploaded um, a TikTok. Or did I? Or maybe that was in the first round. Okay, so there was a lot that I mentioned in the first recording that... And this is the thing with the On My Mind segment. I do this really off the cuff. I have an idea of what I want to say, but then as I'm talking myself through it, I'll interject other things that are kind of on on the back of my mind. And so (laughs) one of the things that was on my mind is, of course, with TikTok being on the fritz and, and possibly, you know, disappearing from the app store. I have to transition back to Instagram, you know, which is just vibes and dust. And I'm I'm not dusty and I'm not good with vibes. So <laughs> I really struggle with Instagram. Oof, I struggle with Instagram. What I really want to talk to you about was, was fashion content because I uploaded a TikTok of something that I purchased in the sales and I wanted to share one of my strategies with you. So I want to say like in the fall, I can't remember when the images came up. I was doing my monthly check-in with Instagram because I'm so rarely on this app. And I always go onto the Valentino website just for vibes and dust. 
and inspiration and lust and all the rest of it. And one of the images that came up was for these sunglasses. They're called Valentino 22s. They were a small run. They were only available through a few retailers and on their DTC website. I've been in the market for new sunglasses for quite some time. Normally, I only buy Persol, possibly Oliver Peoples, but these really spoke to me. They're so unassuming. There's no logos. There's a total of six rock studs on the outside and two on the hinges on the inside of the, the arm. Besides that, it just has a little tiny Valentino logo behind the ears. Very inconspicuous. So totally up my alley. I put these in my wish list and fortunately at the tail end of the sales, because now all the sales are finished, they had been reduced so heavily that they were, I felt more comfortable buying them. They were still, they're still excessively priced. I mean, sunglasses are one of those categories that are, have a huge markup. And so the original retail price was was really bothering me. I didn't like what they were selling for it. But I think it's important to note here, throughout the year, if you see things that you like and you have like a, a taste for luxury goods, find a website or a place that you feel comfortable shopping at. So as a Canadian person, I always shop at Essence because it's in Montreal. I can get the item shipped to me very quickly. They have a good return policy. You know, it's, it's a very good setup and they have a reward scheme for different tiers of customers. So it's a great place to shop. And so throughout the year, I'll always look to see what's new in. And if there's specific things I found on different websites or on Instagram, I always add things to my wish list. And when the sale period comes up, I'm just watching to see if those items that I was eyeing go down to a price that I feel comfortable with. There's a whole other conversation to be had here about brands for going wholesale because of people like me. A good example of this is Saint Laurent. So in past years on Essence, and I'm sure lots of other websites, Saint Laurent clothes, shoes, handbags were readily available. And of course, seasonal items always get discounted. The retailer gets to choose how heavily they want to discount the items you know, to offload their inventory. And so what's happened with St. Laurent specifically is over the last year, so throughout 22, they stopped discounting. So if you bought St. Laurent, it was always going to be full price unless you got it through their website. And now on Essence specifically, they no longer sell any St. Laurent apparel, shoes, handbags. It's just eyewear, which is interesting. You know, um, whenever Essence has promotions, they always exclude Bottega, Gucci, etc. But now these brands are really tightening up and really um, trying to take control of the, the marketplace, which is deeply upsetting for your average person like me who, you know, sometimes I will buy something nice, but not all the time. And if it's heavily discounted, I'm more likely to, to open up my wallet. And, you know, that, that goes against, I think, how the brands want to position themselves. And I'm sure lots of, of their wholesalers have done some really steep discounts that the kind of go against their brand image, but you know, I'm getting the short end of the stick here, but that's just a roundabout way. I just want to let you know, sales are going to come up in the summer again, probably around June. And so throughout the year, always have a wish list, whether that's socks, whether that's net a porte, wherever you shop, always have a wish list and just keep an eye on things and watch the prices go down. Because if you're a regular, regular person, you want to get the most bang for your buck. And that's just a little tip that I don't know if people share, you know, just wish lists are, are handy. So that's enough rambling about what's on my mind. We're going to move on to the second part. We're going to talk about chemical peels. All right. So welcome back to the second part. So at the beginning of March this year, I went into a local Medispa where they do Botox and fillers and all that sort of stuff. And I went in for what's called a 
just an appeal. Now, this is a service that I've had done a few times. I first had it done before CV19 took over our lives. In my youth, like in my early 20s, I would sometimes go on to Groupon and look for a microderm deal, but microderms and me don't get along very well. Every time I've had one, I always end up with a golf ball sized pimple a few days later, and I live to regret it. But chemical peels are right up my alley because in my day-to-day routine, there's always a sprinkling of some acid-based products. I think at this stage of internet beauty conversations, we're all clear that there are either manual or chemical exfoliants, manual being products with grains that you massage and you need friction to get rid of the dead skin. Chemical exfoliants are products that you leave on and have an acid built into them that dissolves uh, the top layer of skin. And so the more frequently you use them, the, the more new skin that you can reveal. And so by getting that turnaround, you can address a whole number of skin issues, whether that's dryness, uneven color, uneven skin tone, any sort of skin issues, lines, wrinkles, keeping your skin younger, longer, smoother, fresher, brighter, luminous. It does all the things. You just have to find formulations that best suit you. So the Jesner peel was something that I stumbled upon having a chat with a coworker. So I used to have a weekend job working in a shop and one of the coworkers, we were, we were hanging out at the counter and we were talking and she was dousing herself in this mist. And I don't know what the name of the brand is. It's that watermelon mist that they sell at Sephora. She doused me and I was like, Ooh, that's really nice. And we were just talking about, you know, what do you use? What do you do? You know, she's like, yeah, I, I sometimes go in for a Jesner peel. Now this is somebody with like a real porcelain complexion, very much snow white, dark hair, very fair skin. And I was like, Ooh, that's interesting. Maybe I should look into that. And of course I went home and did look into it. And so I found this article on Birdie that I'm going to pop up. And they really convinced me. This was a very well-written article. I subsequently looked for some YouTube videos with like, you know, the clickbaity thumbnails of people's skin shedding and dusting. And I saw enough black and brown people who had this treatment that I was like, okay, you know what? I have a, a complexion similar to theirs. Let me get into this. So I found a spa, went for the treatment, loved it. Great. So this is a treatment that you do as often as you need to. You can space out the sessions every three to four weeks, depending on how much correction you need. If I was to rate my skin, I would give myself like an eight out of 10. There's things that I could improve, but overall, just at first glance, I have a decent complexion. That year, I was just looking for a real revamp and I went in for three sessions. So I went in December, in January, in February, and then in March, we know that everyone went into quarantine that year. The way the, the service works is, and for the male listeners, you always have to shave before you go in for these sorts of treatments because you don't want any facial hair to get in the way. And so I always shave two days before, but you know how quickly your facial hair grows back. So just keep that in the back of your mind. So two days before I have a shave. And so the esthetician lays you down, asks you, you know, about allergies, et cetera, et cetera, signs you off, and then they begin. And so how the treatment works is that they wash first, make sure that you're perfectly clean. Then they sterilize and use alcohol all over your skin. And I think by using alcohol, that creates better penetration or absorption of the acid. And so they do it in three passes. So they do one pass, let it sit for a couple minutes. They might offer you a fan. I have skin of steel and I don't feel very much sensation. In fact, during my first session, 
I had just the tiniest little bit of prickling around my nostrils. But besides that, I couldn't feel anything across my forehead or on my chin. It was as if nothing was happening. And, you know, the esthetician's looking at me crazy. Like, I'm, this isn't like a humble brag or anything, but truly, I don't feel anything when I do these sorts of things. I have a really high tolerance for acids. But I thought, you know, because it's a, a professional treatment, I would really feel something. They do the second pass, again, offer you a fan. Third pass, offer you the fan. And then you're out of there. I think it's maybe 15 or 20 minutes. It's a very quick service. And um, immediately after, you know, put on some SPF and you're out the door. It's the sort of thing that's categorized as like a lunchtime facial where you can do it, continue on with your day and even go out at night and your skin is just going to look radiant. When I uploaded this on TikTok, I walked through the stages of how my treatment went. So after the treatment was done, immediately my skin looked amazing. Like it was that beautiful sunset lighting. When I captured my skin, it was very yellow and, and very glowing. But then two days later, what happens is your skin starts to shed. And for me, it always starts around my mouth and where my mustache is, is where my skin starts to dust at first. And then on the third and the fourth day, that's when the dusting and the, the shedding starts to happen around my temples and across my forehead. And then by the seventh or eighth day, the shedding stops and the skin is impeccable. It just looks perfect, flawless. And so after that first week, you're looking at your skin and you're like, okay, this is great. And maybe you're still critical and you want to take it one step further. Book another session a month later, which is what I did in 2019. Went for my second session, had more shedding. It lasted a little bit longer, was noticing bigger sheets of skin coming off. And then I booked a third session the following month in February. Now, when I went for my third session, I booked it on like an off day. So I was dealing with a different esthetician. Now, this person who was a nurse was saying to me, you know, we can take this one step further if you like. You've had a couple of sessions already. Why not add a booster? And so by booster, she meant they would add like a retinol solution into the Jezener to make it go that much harder. And I was like, oh, absolutely let's do it let's let's go even further you know i've had such good results and i'm back for the third time i really want to go hard this time right the week after going into work i looked crazy the entire week because the thing is too when your skin is shedding you don't want to pick and exfoliate you just want it to shed on its own but i was in the office at my cubicle just covering my mouth trying to avoid eye contact with people when i was in the elevators and stuff because my skin was just rolling off in, like it was really intense. And I, I'm sure part of it was the fact that I added the retinol, but I think also with each subsequent peel, I was noticing more skin coming off. But of course, the end result was just a perfect complexion, amazing, worth every penny. And, you know, it just so happened that we went into lockdown the following month. And so I was getting little to no sun. So it's fine. I would just encourage you, if you're going to do this, wait. It's now April. Think about doing this in the later part of fall this year. I absolutely will be going back probably October, November. And where this year I only had one treatment. At the end of 23, going into 24, I'm going to plan it out and do at least two to three sessions minimum because you get accumulative results the more frequently that you go. And I don't have lots to address, um, but I'm very shallow and I want to have my 23-year-old skin again. I do. I just think I need to go in for more sessions. So that's that. Again, so I mentioned about the shaving. Oh, aftercare. Another tidbit that I was given by the, the recent esthetician who I went to see 
I just had the, the standard Jesner peel. So Jesner is made up of lactic acid, salicylic, and resquercinol. So those three ingredients are at a 14% concentration. The salicylic goes into the pores, helps with blackheads, breakouts, that sort of thing. The lactic acid helps with skin pigmentation, moisture, exfoliating the top layer. And then the resquercinol is the brightening ingredient. It helps with hyperpigmentation. So anyone maybe who has pregnancy mask after giving birth, or if you have lots of scarring from pimples, this would be an ideal treatment for you. And again, for all of us with black and brown skin, if you're struggling with pigmentation, think about doing this. So my esthetician this time around brought up the idea of, um, she says to me, as aftercare, you know, make sure you're, you're wearing your SPF. And then at nighttime, the esthetician says to me, use retinol. And fortunately, I happen to have uh, a small bottle of Sunday Riley Luna, which addresses two things. The dryness that you get from this peel, because the skin gets tighter and as it's shedding, it does feel dry. So the Luna from Sunday Riley is very, very moisturizing and it has a good amount of retinol in it. So that was an ideal treatment for nighttime and then my Sturm sun, sun drops in the daytime. It was a good setup and it, you know my skin looked amazing a week after just by being faithful to those two products during the shedding process. So just some other things that I want to highlight to you. Now that I'm done waffling about my Jesner Peel experience, if you're listening to this on any of the streaming platforms in the audio format, um, give this a five-star rating. I would really appreciate it. And if you happen to catch this on YouTube, give me a thumbs up, subscribe, leave a comment if you have questions or if something I said didn't make sense. I would be happy to clarify that. As always, thank you for listening. Thank me for speaking. And I will catch you in the next one. Adios.